Why did you want to be a Highland dance teacher? What's the best thing about teaching dance? Has COVID affected teaching dance? Join me in my class as we talk to Jamie from Vermilion about these questions and more on today's episode of Grade Seven's Talk to Experts, where Ryan talks to a Highland dance expert. podcast where grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their speciality. I am your host for this episode, Ryan, and I am a student at College Park School in Lidminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we'll be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experience-based learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer that age-old question of why I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person can be an expert in their profession or job or what could traditionally be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on Highland dancing, Jamie. Hello and welcome. Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell you about yourself. Sure. So my name is Jamie McDoon and I live in Vermilion. Um, I am, Highland dancing is my after school job, I always say. So I have been dancing since I was in Highland dancing since I was in grade five and I started teaching quite a while ago um, and I'm also generally I'm a high school teacher but this year I am a grade eight teacher as well so um, I am also um, a barrel racer and a rodeo competitor and yeah that's that's a bit about me. Tell us about where you grew up. Um, I grew up mostly around Vermilion. Um, my dad was in the RCMP, so we had lived in um, Two Hills, which is between Vermilion and Edmonton before. My mom is originally from Paradise Valley, so when my dad got posted to Vermilion, um, we wanted to stay here because it was close to family. So I started um, school in Vermilion in grade five. And I graduated here and then I did two years of university transfer in Lloydminster actually so I could keep dancing before I went to Edmonton to university. How many people were in your family growing up? Um, just me. I am an only child. So uh, there was just, just me, which meant that I got to do all the fun things like dancing. And I was also a competitive figure skater. So I, my mom and dad had lots of time to take me to that kind of stuff. What is your family like now? Uh, we all still live pretty much. Well, yeah, I think my parents moved to their acreage farm in grade when I was in grade seven, um, and they live in the same place. And I have um, a house in Vermont, so we have not moved very far. <laughs> what is a typical day like for you? 
So, like I said, I teach online. Um, unlike you guys, or I know you guys have been going to school, but unlike most teachers, I've been working online for about 15 years. So, um, I usually get up. Sometimes I do a warm up or a workout in the morning. Not usually, I'm not much of a morning person. I always say I have to commute up my stairs. That's it. So, I go up my stairs turn on my computer and then start my day. My school starts at 8.30, so I have to be available to my students starting at 8.30. Um, three times a week, I run a study hall where I actually um, have Google Meets with students. But other than that, I don't really see my, my students. They just call me or they can email me. Um, yeah, and then I work till lunch. Usually I'm more of a lunchtime worker-outer, so I do workout at lunch, and then I start again at one. Um, my school goes till four. Um, and from September till April, usually on Mondays and Wednesdays, as soon as I'm done school, I leave to teach a dance class. So um, I teach dance class Monday and Wednesdays. I think Mondays I do 4.30 till 8. And, and um, on Wednesdays I do 4.15 till 8. Um, yeah, and then on the other days when it gets nice out, I usually after school go ride my, my horses and then mark stuff at night sometimes. That's about it. What do you like to do for fun? Um, well, I like riding my horses. I used to like shopping a lot. I'm not much of an online shopper, so it hasn't been great. So, um, uh, I like working out and, you know, going for runs with friends or walks with friends and hanging out with all of my various dogs that I have and watching. I'm, I'm a big TV fan, so I like to watch all kinds of TV. I watch too much TV. Anywho. <laughs> What is Highland Dance? How is it different from other dances? So Highland Dance is Scottish dance. Um, it is based on Scottish traditions. So we wear kilts, which obviously come from Scotland. It actually was started as a war dance. So it was only the males that originally did Highland dancing. So when you see Highland dance, there's two outfits that people wear. They either wear the, the kilt, which is um, traditional, traditionally Scottish and more of what the Scottish soldiers would wear at war. And then um, eventually they started incorporating more kind of female dances where we wear an boy and it's called, which is, is a different kind of plaid skirt. Um, Highland dancing is rooted in ballet, so it's quite similar to ballet. They're, they always say it's like ballet on steroids. It's like a little stronger than ballet, but a lot of the positions are the same. Some of the movements are the same. Um, it's Everyone always gets Irish dancing and Highland dancing confused, and they are very, very different. So um, we wear different kind of shoes, different kind of movements, different kind of arm positions. Um, yeah, and Highland dancing, I think, are, are like two stags dancing. We do things like dancing over swords, which um, and every dance has a has a traditional story about it. I'm gonna have Ashlyn ask you a question. Sure. 
Why did you want to be a Heinlein dancer? Well, I started where I lived before there wasn't Highland dancing. When I moved here, um, my dad actually found a Highland dance teacher because my dad was a bagpiper. Bagpipers are it, bagpipes are the original music for Highland dancing, and again, Scottish tradition. And I come from a Scottish family, so that's how I ended up being a Highland dancer. Just kind of that, our it, exploring our Scottish background, I guess you could say. Nice. Did you always like Highland dance? I did. I really always, I had been, like I said, a figure skater before that and I continued to skate after, but I, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I hadn't done any kind of dance before that, but um, I, I really took to it. I enjoyed it and I started um, competing in it and, and doing well. It was something that I picked up fairly easily and I, I loved doing it and I liked it when I won stuff as well. Is there a specific outfit for each dance? Um, like I said, there's the two kind of, well, actually there's four costumes, I guess, that we have. So there's the traditional kilt and vest that goes along with, um, so the traditional dances. So I have a book that tells me all of the dances and all of the dance steps. And those are called the traditional Highland dances. So those are worn with a kilt. Um, the, the national dances and the male, there's still the male and female costumes differ as well. They have different elements of that. So I'll just speak to the female costumes for the, the males would wear the kilt for the traditional dances, but they have a different jacket that they would wear. Um, for the national dances, which are more um, of the um, ones where we wear something called an aboyne, which is, again, a plaid skirt, but not in the shape of a, it's not in the shape of a kilt, it's more of a round skirt, but it's still plaid. Um, so that's a bit different. And then we also have um, a dress for the Irish jig, even though it's not Irish dancing, which I made clear, we do have a dance called the Irish jig. And then we also have um, a sailor suit. Basically it's a sailor suit and a sailor's hat that we do the sailor's hornpipe in. So those are the kind of the four traditional costumes. In your opinion, what's the most difficult dance to teach? Oh, the most difficult dance to teach of is the Earl of Earl. It's um, just got a little, it's very timing based. It's got some difficult steps in it. Um, and a lot of it starts, Highland dancing, as you know, Ryan, is very, it's very formulatic. Everything starts on the right foot. The Earl of Earl starts on the left foot. So it's kind of backwards to, to a lot of things that we get used to doing, right? Because we do, it's a lot of um, patterns and repetitions. So that's the most difficult thing to teach. That being said, um, the sword dance, which is the, the first real dance that I teach little kids, because um, we do patty balls and patty balls and high cuts, and we move to the sword dance. And sword dance is hard to teach to the little ones because it, um, is a pattern and it's hard for them to get patterns. So sometimes it takes them, sometimes a couple of years to learn that dance. Which dance do you think is the easiest to teach? Um, 
It depends on the age group I'm teaching it to. But I mean, the easiest thing to is the patty boss. That's where everyone starts out, right? So that's where you, that's the very first thing all little kids learn. Um, and it's pretty simple. Um, if I get into teaching older kids, I think probably the easiest dance to teach is, hmm, I would say the lilt is pretty easy to teach people pick that one up pretty fast. Every dance has something in it that's hard. You think, you think that it's easy and then there's just one step or one part of one step that's harder than, than the rest that make it a challenge, but. What is the best part about teaching dance? Uh, the best part about teaching dance is getting to hang out with all the kids I teach, so. So I get to see kids because I teach online in my actual teaching job. I don't get to see kids every day. Um, and obviously I'm a teacher, so I like working with kids. So, and when I teach dance, I get a wide variety of age groups, right? So I'm teaching kids that are three all the way to 18 and then beyond because I have my, my adult dancers, a lot of whom I taught when they were going through high school and then they went to university and then came back to town and now they're doing. So I, I like to work with people. I get to see all different age groups and seeing you guys progress. What was school like for you when you were younger? Uh, it was good. I liked school. I'm glad that there wasn't as much social media or screens as you guys have now. It was definitely a lot different. Like I actually had to learn how to type on a typewriter. <laughs> so we did have computers, but we still had typewriters. So that kind of ages me. But um, yeah, I like school. I I'm sure you've heard me say numerous times, like you I probably not would not do great in your guys' school because I am not a math science person. That was definitely not my strong point. I'm definitely an, uh, an English social person. But overall, yeah, I liked school. I was in, not only did I do like dancing and, and riding and um, skating, I also did school sports too. So I, I did that. And I'm actually still best friends with the girl that sat beside me on my first day of school in grade five. So when I moved to town, so that's good. I still have friends from, from school. What specifically do you remember about grade seven? Um, grade seven. So in my grade seven, we moved schools, right? So we went from our elementary school to our junior high. So that was a big move and it was like, scary when you first went over there, but um, we had our awesome language arts teacher, Mrs. Bosser, who I still see and tell her that she was an awesome teacher and she's the reason I went into teaching. And I remember doing lots of fun things in, in language arts with her. And um, I think the big thing was, I'm not the most organized and I, so, like trying to get all my books. Oh, my locker was a disaster the first year and trying to get all my books from moving classes all the time because we had to move classes every period and making sure I had all my stuff and pens and yeah, I was a disaster, but that's what I remember about grade seven. I'm gonna let Logan come up and ask you a question. Okay. Hi, Logan. 
Did you ever think you would become a Highland dance teacher? I didn't actually. It was uh, it was something that I just kind of I guess fell into. I always really liked dance and I wanted to dance, but um, I was gone to university um, to get to get my degree. So yeah, when I came back, there was just an opportunity for me to teach dance and it was only supposed to last, like it was a maternity leave. I was supposed to just kind of fill in for six months because I knew I had danced and they needed help. And then I think it's almost 20 years later, I'm still doing it. So <laughs> I didn't expect it, but I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Where have you taught Highland dance? Um, just mostly in, in Vermilion. And then, um, we also have a club that runs in Irma. Um, I've done some teaching in Lloyd, substitute teaching in Lloyd for Highland Dance. Um, and I used to do, um, there was kind of, we'd go to school sometimes and, um, do for, uh, movement things, different activities for kids. And so I've kind of gone around local communities doing that as well, but mostly just around Vermillion. How old is your youngest student that you teach? Um, I have a couple three-year-olds this year. So we have a rule, we won't take them unless they're potty trained. <laughs> That's the rule. Um, but yeah, I have a couple three-year-olds, so we do some very simplistic, we play a lot of games with, with little ones like that. Which Highland dance event is your favorite? Mm, like the one that I like to, which Highland games? Yeah. Which, um, Red Deer is always a really good Highland games to go to. Um, I, we used, there used to be one, I don't believe they have any more, but they used to have one at Fort Edmonton Park, which was really fun because you'd go um, compete in the morning and then you would, um, you'd get to go check out Fort Edmonton Park in the afternoon and they would have all the events. They, like a Highland Games has, you know, some the, the dogs with the sheep herding and you know, the caber tossing and, and that. Um, now, actually, Cedric has one that's really fun to go to. It's not a dance competition, but it's um, they have a Highland Festival, and we take dancers there and dance, and we do all kinds of Scottish things and have Scottish food, and, and that is a really fun thing to go to as well. If someone were to write a book about you, what would be a good title? Oh, that's a hard one. Mmm... I honestly think it would be something like weird hobbies because I have all these weird hobbies that don't really fit together, right? <laughs> so I think it'd be something about all the, the strange things that I do. Like I like to travel the world. I like, I'm a Highland dancer. I'm a barrel racer. You know, I was a figure skater. I taught figure skating. So all these kind of things that kind of don't really mesh together, but yeah. I'm going to have Regan come up and ask you a question. Okay. Hi, Regan. Hi. Have you ever done any other dances besides Highland? Um, not really. I've done, like I used to go to camps all the time for Highland dancing. 
and usually at those camps you'd be you'd get a little bit of ballet or they might throw in a jazz class or something like that but no i've always just pretty much done highland that's about it okay thanks for answering my question you're welcome who taught you highland dance my teacher was um, Diane Laidler, who runs Studio Encore in Lloydminster. So she taught me from the time I started until, like I said, I danced with her until my second year of, of university or call university transfer at the college. So, yeah, I um, she used she came to Vermilion for a while, and then when I was 16 and old enough to drive, she ran a more competitive club in Lloydminster. So I started driving to Lloydminster to take dance classes. Can you tell us about an experience where you were nervous or apprehensive, but chose to participate anyway and gave your best effort? Sure. Um, I think I am a bit of a nervous dancer. Before I go on stage, I always forget all of the steps every time. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I, I was always nervous before I danced and, and went on stage. But I, as soon as I got up there, um, it's kind of like as soon as I always say, let the music start talk to you. So as soon as the bagpipes would start, I remember everything. And then you just have to put it all out there. You, you've done Highland Dance, you know. When you compete, you give it your all. And then when the judge writes stuff down, you get to breathe and then you hold your breath and, and look like it was really easy <laughs> and it's not. But yeah, that's, I think every time I competed, um, whether it was dance festivals or Highland competitions, I was always nervous to do it, but, but you kind of have to turn it on, I guess, once you get on stage. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Um, I think an expert is someone who has studied the craft, um, knows what they're talking about, knows how to pass it on to others, right? And that they have experience in it. You can't become an expert, you know, overnight so that they've had some, some time in it and have done well at it as well. Would you consider yourself an expert? I don't know. It's hard to label yourself an expert. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess somewhat. I think there's always more stuff to learn for sure, um, especially with Highland dancing, because as you know, the set steps are set, but they're always changing them. And, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with that. But I, I think I'm, I'm pretty expert at, at the teaching part of it. How has COVID affected teaching dance? So we were shut down for a while. Um, we did Zoom classes for a while, which was, it was good, but it was hard. It was easier for the kids like you that were older because you kind of knew what we were talking about. I was also running kid classes for the little kids and it was, it's hard because normally I would go and move their feet and do things and I couldn't do that anymore. And it was exhausting because I had to be Kind of like an entertainer instead of a dance teacher to keep them engaged um once we've started back up i think um 
I now wear a mask the whole time I'm teaching. You guys have your areas that you stand in. I think the biggest thing is, is that I can't actually come over and make corrections, move your body at all, move your arms, move your legs. So I'm kind of pointing and, and, and hoping you fix it. I think that's probably the biggest way that COVID has, has affected dance and then not being able to have our big events like Robbie Burns as well. Yeah. Has there been times that you felt discouraged as a Highland dance teacher? Sure, definitely. There's some times where um, you're teaching a step and the kids just aren't getting it. And it's like week after week and they're not getting it. And you're like, oh, what, what am I doing wrong? Or why aren't they practicing this? Generally speaking, I don't think I get too discouraged. I mean, sometimes you have a bad class, but another class will come in and kind of be able to make up for it. You know, every class kind of has bad days or kids have bad days, but generally speaking, it all evens out every night. What made you want to keep teaching? I enjoy working with the kids that I work with. And I've had quite a few kids that have, you know, started when they were three and then I've had them all the way till they graduate. And like I said, some I've had now that they've gone away to university and come back and have started teaching again. So I definitely have a real connection with the kids that I teach. So that makes me want to keep, keep teaching and keep at it. And it keeps me active too. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? Um, I think every time you try something new, you're gonna, you're gonna fail. Um, it's, you know, you're not gonna be, like you said, an expert right off the bat. So, I mean, I, I, when I teach you guys a new step, as soon as I turn on the music, you lose it, right? That's just the way it goes. And, but you keep trying and that's how it goes. Um, for me, let's see, failure, I think, um, probably in, in dancing and the same as you guys, like there's times where you compete and you go and try and you think that it's either it just doesn't go well and you know it hasn't gone well, right? And you messed up and you just have to try to get better the next time or you think it went well but you don't win so that's really defeating especially when you think you've done well right but you just have to think you just have to go back and work harder and try again and try to figure out how you can improve every time tell us about someone you looked up to when you were younger oh let's see I think I always looked up to um, lots, I don't know, like in the dance world, I'd say the senior dancers, I was looked up to the senior dancers I was competing with, same in the rodeo world, girls that were older than me that had good horses. Um, and I think you always look up, to, I always looked up to my parents and um, making, you know, my dad was an RCMP, I thought that was a really good a really good thing to do for the for the communities so yeah i'm gonna have family come up and ask you a question okay um hello um Hi. how long have you been teaching highland dance um you know we 
I can't, because Facebook wasn't around back then and I can't check out my Facebook memories. I've thought and thought about this. I think it's all, it's getting really close to 20 years, to be honest. Seems like I've been doing it a long time. None of us can really remember when I started for sure. So we, we just kind of guess, we kind of guess, but yeah. Um, have you, when did you just think I'm going to teach island dancing? Well, like I said, I, I was kind of, uh, there was a maternity position that had come available and I was just supposed to fit in. So I never really thought about it before that. And they asked if I would be able to kind of fill in. And I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, I really liked it. And actually my first degree wasn't in teaching, but I was teaching island dance. And that's when I decided to go back and become a, a teacher teacher because I really liked the teaching part of it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Uh, this time I'm going to open up the mic for any student who has a question that they might have. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and my question is, what's your favorite Highland dance move? Uh, my Highland, favorite Highland dance move. How about I just give you my hi favorite Highland dance? I really like um, the blue bonnet. That's my favorite. Um, I was not a great leaper like you. So, um, but yeah, I like kind of the prettier, more ballet dances. That's kind of what I like. I'm better at that than the stronger dances, like a sword or a fling. Okay, thank you. You bet. Hi, I'm back. Um, my question is, did you always have horses growing up? I did. I did always have horses. Um, my mom comes from a rodeo family. And so, um, yeah, we always had had horses and I just grew up being part of the rodeo circuit. So, yeah, my whole my whole life, I've always had that. My mom grew up with it. My dad came from the city. He had no idea. But now he's into it, too. So. Thanks for answering my question. Yeah. Um, hello, my name's Adley, and my question is, if you could go back to your younger self and tell you something, what would you say? Mm, I would say probably, hmm, don't worry about stuff so much. Just do your own thing and travel more. I love to travel, but I wish I would have started earlier. Okay, thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Blake, and I was wondering, um, when you were little, how long were you a Highland dancer? So I started in grade five. I didn't start until grade five, because where I lived before, there were, it wasn't available. So yeah, just a couple years younger than you guys is when I started, which was actually okay, because Highland dancing is very, I guess it's kind of mathematical. Everything is like um, patterns. And so even when I teach now, when the little kids, it takes, I always say it takes until grade five until the light switch comes on that they really start to get it. So that's probably was probably a good place to start because I learned it faster. Thanks for answering my question. Yeah. Hi, my name is Jack. And my question is, uh, if you could choose any other type of dance, what would it be? I always wanted to be a tap dancer. Um, my on my dad's side, his mom and, and sisters were tap dancers and they went around, he's from Victoria, they went around entertaining 
and tap dancing. And I always secretly wanted to be a tap dancer. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for coming, Jamie. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about Highland Dance. Thank you to my classmates for the questions and thank you listeners. Have a great day. Stay tuned for the next episode. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.